0: Welcome to The Forum with your host, Seema Vasa. Our program is designed to bring you business tips and success stories directly from the people who are making it happen. If you could use a little motivation and a lot of ideas to help you and your company move forward, stick around for the next hour. Now, here is Seema Vasa.
1: Welcome to The Forum. I am your host, Seema Vasa. The Forum is about real perspectives, real insights. From Real Business Leaders. And we have such a special treat today. Our guest is Kara Golden, CEO and founder of Hint Water. Hint Water is the fastest growing flavored water company in the United States. It was founded in 2004 and now is a multi million dollar beverage company. It's a frequent choice of beverage in many companies and households across the United States. Welcome, Kara, to the forum. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you, Kara. I love your story of entrepreneurship. When I first read about it and, and heard it in in real in real real life last year, it gave me the image of a mother lion or lioness trying to protect her cubs from unhealthy stuff. And I had this image of of a of a mom going to the end of the earth to try to solve an issue for their children and their family, but. Uh, in in reality, you you stepped away from a really amazing job in the tech industry and and founded Hint. What really what what made you make such a major leap of faith there?
2: You know, I think that the key thing was that I was in tech before. I was uh, head of e commerce and partnerships at AOL, and and loved my career and and really enjoyed um, building that that business for AOL. But I very much so a lot of the opportunities that were coming my way after I left were sort of in my mind doing 2.0, um, you know, doing the e-commerce and shopping thing again for another company. And I really, really felt like I wanted to go do something that I could start from square one again and build it. And so I didn't know what that was. And I kept saying to people, I think I want to do something that really makes a difference. And And I really thought, that that would potentially be a nonprofit, um, but but I wasn't you know wedded to that either. So I interviewed with for a number of different things, primarily in tech. And then while that whole process was going on, I really looked at my own health and thought, you know, I I don't feel that great. I have no energy. I feel exhausted. Kept thinking like, well, it's maybe it's because I had been working so hard for so many years, but. In addition to that, I had 50 extra pounds on me. I was, uh, had terrible adult acne for the first time in my life. And so used the time while I was looking for a job to also get healthy and found that, uh, that things that I was putting into my body were not as healthy as I thought they were. And, uh, and, and then once I figured out that by eliminating, uh, diet soda in particular, I started to get, really healthy and, and, uh, and you mentioned my kids. I mean, it's really, you know, the focus of my launching this company was not just for my kids. It was really, sure. you know, frankly, for myself first. And then, right. uh, and then what, what I realized is that my kids were also, uh, I, I looked at them as kind of the, the um, me many, many years ago really uh, wanting sweet. And I thought, you know, here I am, a mother who loves her children very much, and I'll, and what I'm doing to them at age, you know, two and three is encouraging them to drink juice, which I thought right. is just so crazy. And so um, so that was really, you know, kind of the, the uh, precursor to Hint was really looking at. I had been, you know, frankly addicted to sweet, and I was looking at, you know, much of the, the children out there that were also addicted to sweet, and I thought, you know, people just don't really talk about sweet as, as not just sugar, but also diet sweeteners, and I felt like there was this massive opportunity for me to focus on this, and if I didn't focus on it, then no one else would. So, I frequently say, like, I never thought, okay, one day when I grow up, I'm going to be a beverage executive or, you know, healthy consumer products executive. I never had sort of gone that far, but, you know, pretty soon when I realized there was this big problem, I thought, you know, what better, no better person to actually go out and solve a problem than somebody
1: who had the problem. And that was, sure. that was really the core of how I thought about this. And, and when you started the company, had you already solved the problem for yourself? So you actually proved it out or was it a process, simultaneous process for you? No.
2: So I had, um, I really had the idea for almost a year before I even saw of starting the company and and uh, live in San Francisco and kept going into my local Whole Foods and asking them. First, I, I swapped out diet soda for plain water, and then I started throwing fruit into the water. Like six months after, um, six months after uh, really starting to figure out that diet soda was causing me to gain weight, I was, you know, like I said, drinking water and was really bored with drinking water. So I started slicing fruit and put it in water and noticed that it really was adding flavor to the water, but it wasn't adding calories to the water. And so I thought, you know, that's exactly what I wanted to drink. Um, at the time, there were some companies like Vitamin Water, for example, that were, you know, pretty hot and doing, you know, lots of sales in stores, including Whole Foods. And I, when I actually read the label, realized that A, I didn't understand so many of the ingredients that were in that product, but B, at that time, there were more calories in a bottle of vitamin water than a can of Coke.
1: Which is quite amazing because just by the Which name. Is crazy. it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Because I, I, I do believe people just pick it up by choice just because they see the word vitamin on it. Um, you Absolutely. know we had a taste we had a taste test here at our office and we brought in a bunch of hint water and I will tell you the consensus was this is too good to be true I mean you look at the label you you drink you drink the water and you feel like you know it's not um, boring if you will to kind of drink the different flavored waters the question and I'm asking for um, based on on behalf of my employees it, it, is this too good to be true? Is there stuff in here that we just don't know about, or truly is it, is it as simple as it, you're explaining it in terms of what's in the water?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that, that that was sort of my take, too, when I was looking at all of these so-called flavored waters that are out there, that, that they were just not, um, you know, many of them don't even use real fruit. So right. and I thought that's just so crazy. And you know, there's there's so many drinks out there. I mean, there's there's lots of labeling out there now that that supposedly helps consumers to really understand whether or not something's healthy or not. I mean, my favorite one is like no added sugar. And right. you know, it's just it's it's crazy. I mean, the stuff that the consumer has to go through in order to actually understand what's you know, going on, what's going into these products. So, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's um, you know, it's really, really tough. Um, but, you know, we use, like, we put on the bottle, I mean, we use non-GMO, we're vegan. I mean, we're just using fruit in, in this product.
1: It's an amazing product. I know there was a point oh, in you. time when you guys were thinking about or, or wondering if the business could scale, just due to the uniqueness of how you have to process and, and bottle the water can you t- tell us a little bit about that I think you were already in ten markets and you were thinking about gosh is this really going to scale given the complexity and 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 uh, process that you have to go through yeah I mean we we really you know I, I was moving this product
2: into you know many many stores and 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 selling it you know pretty quickly into into stores but the actual process of, um, for any food or beverage company is, you know, that much tougher if you have a, sh- a short shelf life. So, right. you know, for the beverage, for a beverage company, unless you're, um, like a, a fresh squeezed juice, I mean, sort of typically, uh, stores will look at doing, you know, anywhere from six to 18 months shelf life and, um, it, it you know, at, at the very minimum, and so I just really felt like there was a lot of stuff, frankly, that I just didn't know about, you know, how do I actually produce this product, and I was working super hard. I mean, I thought, okay, I'm going to do something that I'm really passionate about, which is what I was doing, but then I thought, you know, the actual process of producing this product was really had me stumped, and so at one point, I just thought, gosh, you know, how do I actually you know, continue to grow this company. And the only way that I knew how to do that was to actually, um, you know, get a a longer shelf life so that I could go into more distribution options. And finally, just decided, um, a friend of mine knew an executive at Coca-Cola and said, you should really, you know, talk to one of my friends and sort of tell him what you're thinking about and, and, and see if he has... Some suggestions, and and after talking with him, I, you know, in addition to um, having sort of an interesting dialogue around, um, around him saying to me, you know, sweetie, Americans really love sweet, and therefore right. your product won't be successful. I really started to realize that, you know, my goal was really health. And, um, and a soda company's goal, even though they use words to trick consumers like diet and, and antioxidants and vitamin is not really what their goal is. Their goal is to sell more product. And while, you know, I love selling product too, my real overall goal is to help consumers get healthy, which is what I was looking for at the time too.
1: Was an interesting distinction when you looked at your company and then looked at Coke in terms of what you guys were both providing to the consumer. Did that did yep. that did that fuel your fire a bit more, or was that something that you just said, okay, I have? You know, did it create any kind of nervousness in the re- reaction, or just kind of created more resolve for you? No, I just felt
2: like we just had different goals, right? right. That it was yeah. just a it, it was really something that I saw so clearly as you know, a challenge for right. that for, for me that it was, you know, when you talk to somebody who doesn't think the same way as you, you know, it's a bit frustrating. I think people have asked me a lot, like, didn't you at some point think that you were on the wrong track because, you know, here was this big executive at a big company, you know, that supposedly knows what they're doing, that they're like, you know, telling you that your idea is a bad one. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I mean, I just felt like, Maybe it was because I really felt like I had seen kind of the light of day by drinking the diet soda. And I thought, you know, here we are, that we need to, you know, really, I, so I need to do something about this because
1: no one else is going to do anything, you know, with it if I don't. Sure. Sure. And you were definitely one in the, you were one of the earlier companies that got into this. Is, is that correct? A bit, a bit of a pioneer?
2: Yeah, I mean, I had no idea when I launched this company that I was, in addition to launching a new product, I mean, I was launching also a new category in in um, in beverage, which is called unsweetened flavored water. So, See, every uh, flavored water out there at the time had some sort of sweetener in it, whether it was, you know, sugar or at the time it was NutraSweet and Splenda and some others uh, that were out there on the market. And so... You know, I had to do a lot of explaining and when I went out to different stores because they would compare it to products that had sweeteners in them, and then I would tell them, you know, my story and, and share that, you know, we're really, like, the, the key thing for me was, was really to have a product that didn't have sweeteners in it because I really, you know, what I've learned about sweeteners overall is, you know, well, it's, it, it, Probably doesn't matter whether or not it's sugar or some sort of diet sweetener. At the end of the day, you know your brain is actually looking at. I mean, they've now done studies around sweeteners and seen even if people are looking at a packet of um, of stevia sitting on a you know restaurant table, that consumers, some consumers, will actually release insulin once actually wow. looking. At at sweet. so you know it's a very powerful addiction, and you know we today it's you know FDA regulated, but what it's actually doing inside the body, it's not super clear.
1: Interesting, very. I know, and we always you know I think for children too, we like let kids be kids, but the reality is is that the sugar is is much more harmful than we all think it is, Um, which is well, and it's not. I mean, with
2: really interesting, too, is it's not just sugar. I mean, we're we're all trained to, to, you know, most people, if you walk down the street and ask people, is sugar bad for you? I mean, today, most people say, yeah, sugar's bad for you. If you say, you know, stevia and some of the diet sweeteners out there are bad for you, most people would say, no, they're not bad for you.
0: Right. And so,
2: you know, we're living in an age right now where we are basically, the, we're being controlled by marketers who are mm. saying like drink this, it'll be great. The reality is is that the, the heaviest people today in the US claim to drink diet sweeteners.
1: Today when
2: today uh, 40% of the population has type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes, Many of those people are overweight, but some of those people aren't overweight. And when you talk right. to them, they're like, of course I watch my calories. I'm drinking and eating diet things. Diet I'm trying and stuff. to live this healthy lifestyle, but they're still getting this type 2 diabetes. So I think we, it's just we're living in an age where, you know, all I can say is that we're not getting healthier as a society. We're getting less healthy as a society and we're eating and drinking lots of stuff that it's not really clear exactly what it's doing inside the body to our insulin level. It's
1: amazing. Kara, thank you. When we come back, uh, I can't wait to talk to you more about your journey and kind of your mental model of how you got through the tough times. So join us after the break and we'll hear Kara's story in terms of how she kind of persevered through some of the tough times and what really motivated her. Thank you. Thank you.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Don't fly blind. Blink Insights provides valuable research to support more informed business decisions. We have walked in our clients' shoes and understand their challenges. We will work with you to understand your information needs and deliver actionable results through innovative and cost-effective solutions. Blink Insights will partner with you To help you make strategic decisions about your brand and better improve your positioning, your product and service development roadmaps, and your delivery to customers. We work with a variety of clients. Call us today at 516 494 0077 or visit blink insights.com. Starting, building, and growing a company is hard in itself. Doing it on your own is even harder. You need a partner on your side who can help. Infinity Squared Ventures works with you to understand your goals and design options that can help you accelerate your business. We have creative ways of working together that allow business leaders to still realize their visions. Visit infinity-2.com and let Infinity Squared Ventures get started with your company. That's infinity-2.com number or call 516-591-0270. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Forum with Seema Vasa. To talk to Seema or her guest this week, please call one 472 5790 Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at infinity-2.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to the forum. I'm here with Kara Golden talking about Hint and her story, her journey to bringing a solution that is quite compelling to consumers, a healthy alternative to sugary beverages or sweetened beverages and carrie you were talking during the break that the beverages you know you're not just hint is not just about uh water you're you're actually looking at other categories and expanding out i think recently you launched a sunscreen uh, product can you tell us more about that
2: yeah so you know it really very similar to how i started hint water i uh about three years ago, I was, uh, I was actually back in Arizona where my brother lives and where I grew up. And I uh, had, I was, I saw that he had a bandage on his nose and he's a few years older than I am. And I asked him why he had a bandage on his nose. And he told me that he had had a precancer cell removed from his nose and had told me, you know, you should really be careful. Like I had no idea that it was as bad as it was, so
1: strong. And
2: yep. uh, so, so when I came back to San Francisco, I went to my dermatologist and I said, I really want you to check me out and see whether or not you see any problems. And she actually found one on my nose. And I said, um, it was super early, but um, she said, you know, we're going to remove it, and you just have to be really religious about wearing sunscreen. And so I started wearing sunscreen. And then the spot started growing and it was just growing more and more rapid. I kept thinking, okay, more sunscreen on and keep reapplying it. And then it was growing like a weed. And basically, I, um, you know, all my foundation that I was wearing, I was, you know, making sure it had SPF in it. I was buying, you know, the most expensive sunscreen. I mean, a foundation with sunscreen because I thought maybe that makes a difference. And then finally, I just did exactly what I did with. The hint water, and when I was developing hint, I started reading labels, and I um, I started I isolated that my foundation, as well as the sunscreens that I was buying at just you know the local drugstores, uh, contained a ingredient called oxybenzone, and I thought I wonder if there's, um, and and then I take every one of the ingredients and start doing some research on it, and so I found that. That ingredient in particular, while it was approved in the 1970s, was um, almost not approved because there was some question as to whether or not it was safe. And somehow it got through the process. But you know, there's been some complaints, no clear um, definition of it, but that th- that some people have claimed with uh, skin cancer type of elements that it was. Uh, causing precancer cells to actually grow more rapidly. So it was actually aggravating precancer cells. And so I thought, okay, well, I wonder if there's a sunscreen that doesn't have it in, it, in the product. And while it was hard to find, I did find from my dermatologist a sunscreen that didn't have oxybenzone in it. And it, the smell of it was um, not perfect. It was, okay. you know, it was okay. It wasn't offensive, but it was, like, not my favorite. And I thought, you know, what I've noticed with Hint is that with the water is that it's not just about the taste, but it's also about the smell. So when you crack open a bottle of Hint, you know, the peach flavor, for example, you really smell peaches. And, you know, it's been bottled up inside of the bottle, and all of a sudden you open it, and you really smell the peach. And I thought, that makes me actually want to drink it more. And I thought, if I actually had a sunscreen that smelled, you know, great... Then maybe I would wear it more often too, and right. so just kind of joking around at home, I thought, you know, I'm going to take our essences that we use in the water and actually use it to uh, to scent the sunscreens, and then uh, and then applied for you know FDA approval on, on this product and kept my my uh, dermatologist in touch with what I was doing and you know, she thought it was great because she said, look, you know, this pre-cancer cell hasn't grown once you eliminated the oxybenzone from your product. And I started looking into this more and thought, I think you may be onto something. And yet it's an approved FDA ingredient. And so therefore people use it, the large cosmetics companies use it. Um, But it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if you actually have pre-cancer cells, like maybe it's not so great you right and so um, so anyway i i really started you know being excited about this and then we applied for the approval and finally 18 months later we got the approval and so we just i mean just got the approval and started selling it online and we're really excited about it it's primarily in san francisco bay area where i live um and some doctor's offices and and um hair salons and some, you know, finer hotels. The Four Seasons has picked it up in a couple of their warmer locations as well. And so we uh, were really, really excited about it. And, you know, more than anything, it's really, you know, kind of changed the company in a way that really helps people realize that it's not just about selling, you know, bottles of water while we still Mm -hmm. do that. And there's a huge focus on that. It's really... Um, about helping consumers get healthy inside their body as well as on their skin.
1: Well, I see a common theme with the start of Hint Water and then the sunscreen and that it seems to me that you're always curious. You're always questioning and looking and testing. Is that something that you've always done in your, in your business career? Or is it something that once you started the company that kind of drove you to, to do that even more? You know, I think for me,
2: it's always been about Solving problems and and you know what makes me like I I, I always want to learn right along right. the way and and always encouraging my you know people in my company as well as as uh, you know my kids and and you know for me it's just always been about I mean that's how I have fun right because I want right. to do stuff that that is going to you know make a difference and and be helpful so. That's, that's the key thing. And and I think right. that, you know, what really drove me to go and start a company was realizing that, you know, sometimes when you have, a, you know, I always call it a gift, but you have something that just shows up in front of you and you feel like, you know, it just seems so obvious to you on how to actually tackle it. Like, yes. that's how I felt about hints that I thought if, you know, I would go and talk to many of my friends and say, gosh, you know, do you know that? Uh, that diet sweeteners are not good for you and they're like, what are you talking about? Like right. you know Diet yeah. Coke is a big company. What do you mean it's not good for you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, it's really interesting and it just seemed like it was it was just it was just so clear to me that this is what I should be, you know, going and improving. And, and that's the thing that I encourage entrepreneurs all the time. It's like, there's so many stories like that out there where, you know, you look at people that, uh, you know, whether it's Steve Jobs, or Mark Zuckerberg, or Sarah Blakely, or, you know, Kara Golden, where, you know, we're, we were looking at a problem that seemed so apparent to us, and maybe didn't seem so apparent to others. But, it's really about you know changing the world for the better.
1: Yep, yeah, I, I totally agree, and it, and it feels like it's not. I don't want to sound corny, not a higher calling, but it it's it's a passion above anything that takes you to the next level to look at the problem and then uh, drive really hard to find the solution. I'm sure there were moments that you, did you ever doubt yourself in this process in terms of like, what am I doing here? Or was it just very definitive that this is what I'm doing and I'm not going to question myself. I know I, I I know I can bring this to the world. You
2: know, I, I think every entrepreneur along the way has doubt. Right. And it's, it's, um, and I think that the challenge to, to be an entrepreneur is that at times it can be a very lonely journey, especially, you know, if you've got a vision for something. And, you know, I so frequently talk to entrepreneurs and and find that it's it's hard to articulate it for them why you, you know, believe so passionately that this is the right thing to do and, and frankly, the, you know, place where you should be spending your time. Right. But I feel like because I really thought that it was going to be helping so many people for the better that I needed to, you know, really go and tackle it. And and I think above all, I mean, as I started to get this into the market, it, I saw that people were actually buying it. So, you know, unlike a product where, um, where you know, people are trying to go out and actually, you know, raise money and it's just kind of a an idea, like right. pretty early on, I mean, my process of actually – you know, developing this product was a crazy like six months, and then I took it into Whole Foods, and it started. You know, there were people buying it. I mean, the first couple of days that we actually had it on the shelf, we had sold over ten cases, and and so I feel like, you know, I I had early on the
1: buy-in from the consumer that confirmation. it was actually
2: going to work. So, right.
1: yeah, that's a, that's a gift as well. I would say, in in, in the sense that you know, that you could get that early confirmation to, in some ways, energize you to continue moving forward and to continue to drive towards that passion. A hundred percent. Did you, did you ever have any dark times or, or it sounds like, you know, you kind of kept it in check along the road. You know, I'm a very optimistic
2: person. And so I think for me it was, um, you know, it was also very, very exciting. I was in a place in my life where I had built, you know, a business for AOL that was almost a billion dollars in revenue. And so I felt like, you know, I knew I could do something if I set my mind to it. And so that was the key thing that I was finding was that, you know, there's like, I, I, I had confidence that I was able to do it. And I think that the key for me was I just needed to figure out how to do it. But I felt like, um, you know, that that was a key thing that, that I, yeah, I just didn't, you know, I, think I that's just a big really that, think.
1: Sorry, I said, I think that's a really important mindset, though, for a lot of entrepreneurs to have in the sense that it's not if, it's more about how. That's a big, big difference in terms of managing if fear creeps in. It's not a matter of, am I going to fail, but how am I going to actually achieve my goal?
2: Yeah, and it's really about, it was about solving a problem, too, right. so, which I think in some ways is, is often different for people than, you know, if you're trying to, I don't know. I mean, if when I look at companies that are actually trying to solve a problem solve versus problems. launching, you know, a Me Too product to something that's already out there, it's right. just, I don't know, maybe then you do sort of question, what am I doing, Right. More than, you know, more than actually if you can actually differentiate your problem, your your product and actually feel like you're solving a problem. And, you know, you look at Mark Zuckerberg and launching Facebook, it's like, you know, it's look, there's there's points along the way where where certainly, you know, whether it's how do I raise capital or how do I yeah. staff this company? How do I, you know, that are that are hard. Right. But you right. feel like if you're doing it for the right reasons, that it could actually, you know, change the world for, in our case, for the better. I mean, I really, really believe that if I could actually get buy-in and, and make this bigger than, you know, just selling 10 cases of, of, of Hint at Whole Foods, that I thought, right. like, you know, it could actually change health in America, that we wouldn't even be talking about a national health care system or redoing Obamacare or whatever mm-hmm. the stages, you know, that we were at if we could actually get people off of sweeteners. Right, right. You know, I mean, today, like, you know, people are, I mean, it's a a bit criminal we allow to go on where, you know, we allow uh, the large soda companies to basically say that, you know, these major entertainment or sports figures are all drinking, you know, these drinks that are, you know, bright yellow and have tons of sugar and sweeteners in them, and therefore that's how they can play soccer or basketball or thing right. on yep. stage or whatever. And, you know, the majority of consumers actually believe that they drink those things. Yep. And, yes. you know, when I talk to a lot of those celebrities and sports figures, like, I mean, they don't drink them. They do right. it for months. And, for the endorsement. And so for the endorsements, and, you know, I... I look at things, I mean, I I think the soda companies and, you know, to some extent, some of the food companies as well are no different than the cigarette companies, and we know where that went, right? Right, right. And so I think it's just, it's really talking about, you know, addiction and health, and, and there's so much information that the, you know, soda companies have that, like, that they haven't disclosed to the American consumer. And what's really crazy is, you know, they're, they're large public companies. I mean, shouldn't they be forced to actually release the health disclose. studies that they've done as a public company? It's one thing if you're a private company, but if you're a public right. company, like, I think you should be forced to actually disclose a lot of that information that they have around sweeteners mm-hmm. and and just around health as a whole. And, and yet, you know, they don't, nobody pushes on them to do it and they have lots of lobbyists and, you know, all over the world that really are, are helping them to not have to do that. So, so we're living in a place where, you know, frankly, I could have, I'm so passionate about this. I could have become a lobbyist and actually bought a lot of it or (laughs) I, or instead I just decided I'm just going to develop a product that is uh, better for you. And, and Have some solutions. that allows people to really help them drink water and and get healthier.
1: That's great. I love I love I love the higher calling and kind of the goal of providing something better for the consumer. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to continue our conversation with Kara. And I'd love to get more perspective on just big business, Carrie. You brought up a really vital topic here, and and kind of getting your view and what you think the future might hold as as we start breaking down some of these barriers. We'll be back. Thank you.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here, Voice America Business Network. Don't fly blind. Blink Insights provides valuable research to support more informed business decisions. We have walked in our clients' shoes and understand their challenges. We will work with you to understand your information needs and deliver actionable results through innovative and cost-effective solutions. Blink Insights will partner with you to help you make strategic decisions about your brand and better improve your positioning, your product and service development roadmaps and your delivery to customers. We work with a variety of clients. Call us today at 516 494 0077 or visit blink insights.com. Starting, building, and growing a company is hard in itself. Doing it on your own is even harder. You need a partner on your side who can help. Infinity Squared Ventures works with you to understand your goals and design options that can help you accelerate your business. We have creative ways of working together that allow business leaders. To still realize their visions, visit infinity-2.com and let Infinity Squared Ventures get started with your company. That's infinity-number2.com or call 516-591-0270. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll free, 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Forum with Sima Vasa. To talk to Sima or her guest this week, please call 1866 472 5790 Again, that's 1866 472 5790 You may also send an email to info at infinity-2.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to the forum. I'm here with Kara Golden, Hintwater. Uh, Kara, you've been talking a lot about big business, government control, bureaucracy, the fight for consumer health. What do you anticipate happening to kind of turn the ship around, or or at least change the tide of this unhealthy kind of lifestyle lifestyle that's occurring in the U.S.? You know, I think it's
2: really about um, about transparency with the consumer because I think that the biggest challenge right now for consumers is that it's just they just don't know. So, right. as I mentioned earlier, it's just that you know consumers are drinking things called diet and they actually think that those are better for you. But, you know, if they take a step back and see that, you know, a lot of these things that are called or a lot of these consumers that are healthy or unhealthy and are overweight are actually drinking diet sweeteners. And, and, you know, that's, that's where we're sitting right now. I mean, we're Exercising more and more as a society, and and you know we're really at the mercy of these you know, these large food and beverage companies that are basically lying. And right. I think it's just it's just criminal that we're allowing this to go on.
1: And there and obviously as a as a person who might not be able to afford um, healthy the healthiest of options you know i think it's a criminal that the food prices and and these these drinks are so inexpensive that it it, it almost leads the consumer to consume it because they can't afford anything else it it's 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 scary it's terrible well, actually
2: it's in, it's interesting because i think that there is this idea that you know better for you food is actually more expensive. But the reality is is that we're spending a ton of money on mm-hmm. unhealthy stuff. And there, there was, you know, I, I found too that when I stopped drinking diet soda and I, I felt like I didn't want to eat as much, that I was not, you know, overeating because I, I wasn't getting the cravings. And so right. I think if just get better about eating real food and, stop eating processed foods and things that are just, you know, non sort of core kind of things Mm -hmm. that, I mean, look, every once in a while, if you're going to have, you know, a piece of birthday cake or, or whatever, that's one thing. But today, I mean, we have people that are drinking, you know, six, seven, uh, you know, sodas a day and even diet sodas. And so it's, it's just like, we're living in a society that is, frankly, I think either addicted to to sugar or, or sodium, and I think we just need to back off and really look at, you know, what are we doing? And if right. we really care about our society as a whole, I mean, let's just say that, you know, type 2 diabetes is not your thing, right? You're, you're confident that you're never going to get it, even though 40% of the population has type 2 diabetes or prediabetes. I All mean, right. t- type two diabetes is the number one indicator for heart disease in the U.S. today. Is the number one indicator for cancer in the U.S. today? So, so we're looking at you know, we're looking at a society where everyone has been affected by knowing at least one person Somebody. who's had heart disease or cancer. And so right. we just have to, you know, pay attention, not to mention taxpayer dollars. You know, we're putting a lot into sure. our taxes because people are getting these diseases and not really understanding why. Right. And I think if we all took a closer look at what we were putting into our body, then we
1: would actually start to figure out why it's why we're such a sick world. Sure. And do you find that the consumers that are, you know, consuming your product or your or your beverages are, are they uniquely different, uh, you know, than rest of population, or do you think that it's, you know, the the message is spreading and we're getting into more of a general population group of people? So,
2: I, I mean, I think that the message is definitely spreading. I think, you know, sadly, it we're also getting sicker. As an environment, so people as a society, so people are starting to realize that you know something is up, and we're right. going to the doctor, and doctors are saying, okay, you need to go on this medication, and unfortunately, you know medications are becoming more and more expensive, and so people are right. starting to be- realize that you know that may not be a great option, and so I think preventative medicine is uh, you know really where the world is trying to go, it's just mm-hmm. harder and harder for, uh, for you know, everybody to get there. But unfortunately, you know, as for those who, uh, you know, haven't bought into the fact that they should be drinking products and eating products with limited or no sweeteners in it, they, right. it will soon figure out that that they're getting sicker and they better do something about it or they're going to have to take medications that are, you know, becoming more and more expensive.
1: Right, right. So it's it's a matter of the message is spreading, it's growing, but it's it's a fine balance in terms of how quickly people are accepting responsibility to change it sounds like in terms 100%. of 100%. Yeah, that's that's it's a hard battle. I mean, change is hard. I know I know I'm I'm sure as you went through your Change, uh, giving up the diet coke and and the sugary beverages. It's it's always, it's always a tough tough uh, road to move forward, but it can be done. Obviously, Kara, yep. I know that you've talked a lot about kind of you know the differences in your business as you were scaling, just um, in, in terms of how you had to adjust your leadership style. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Did you did you? I think you talked about. You know, communication being so critical and working on the business versus in the business, which I found fascinating, working on the business versus in the business. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just found that, you know, one thing as an entrepreneur that I've seen is that, you know, look, it's very hard to start a company and you work to grow it and hire all the right people, but the more time, I actually spent outside of the office on, you know, speaking and and really telling people my why and and my backstory. Right. Uh, we, you know, many of those people would become customers of the product, but they would also become evangelists and and have their own, uh, you know, linkage. I should say with with the with the product or the concept of the product. So when you know, again, I talk about different diseases. I mean, people were like, Oh gosh, I never really thought about that, but that's really, really true. I mean, I, I sort of take it for granted that I'm drinking diet, diet soda and it's better for me, but how do I really know that it is? Or I take it for granted that I'm wearing sunscreen, but, and everybody says, wear sunscreen, wear sunscreen. And I'm too busy doing, you know, working at Facebook or working at Google or Apple or whatever. And, and then, you know, when I tell them my story, that they realize that they've, you know, been tricked as well into believing marketing messages. And, and, uh, so, I mean, that's the key thing that I've found is that when I'm outside of the company, it's, uh, it's, it's really just as important to sort of get the message out there as it is, uh, to be inside the company and building it with your team
1: and i and i think that you also pointed that it could it serves as a source of energy or and it kind of get you get energized meeting different people and looking at different networks of people to kind of be inspired to go back to you know being in the business as as you state which which i totally agree and sometimes we don't prioritize it enough just because there's that to-do list is just endless and to make the time to say you know what i'm going to force myself to get out there and and attend that conference or that luncheon uh, it seems like you've really benefited from kind of being out there and, and being energized by those different um, situations. A hundred percent. And can you talk a little bit about kind of your uh, day-to-day at, at Hint? Uh, at least get us started, and then when we come back from the break, I'd love to hear more. I'm sure our listeners would love to know what a day in the life is for you um, working on your business and on your business. And actually... Uh, Yeah, if you could share that, Kara, that'd be great just to kick us off. Like, what's your morning look like? Yeah, I I think that the
2: key thing for me is, you know, every day is changing a little bit. I mean, I definitely start up my day uh, just like I I believe most people, you know, should or or would like to with with exercise. I, I think it's not just about, you know, eating the right things and watching what you're putting inside your body or on your body, but also... You know, exercising your body, and and so I I um, am a big believer that it's a balance of both. Um, and so then, once I'm actually getting to the office, that you know I'm jumping in, and I mean it changes every single day. But really checking in with my team to understand sort of the challenges that go on, and then over throughout the day, really trying to figure out like how do we actually get this message further, whether it's through online or stores or You know, what have you.
1: Gotcha. All right, when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Kara and continue to get some sound advice in terms of how to manage a startup to scaling to a multi million dollar business. Talk to you after the break. Thanks.
0: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Don't fly blind. Blink Insights provides valuable research to support more informed business decisions. We have walked in our clients' shoes and understand their challenges. We will work with you to understand your information needs and deliver actionable results through innovative and cost-effective solutions. Blink Insights will partner with you to help you make strategic decisions about your brand and better improve your positioning, your product and service development roadmaps and your delivery to customers. We work with a variety of clients. Call us today at 516-494-0077 or visit blink-insights.com. Starting, building, and growing a company is hard in itself. Doing it on your own is even harder. You need a partner on your side who can help. Infinity Squared Ventures works with you to understand your goals and design options that can help you accelerate your business. We have creative ways of working together that allow business leaders to still realize their visions. Visit infinity-2.com and let Infinity Squared Ventures get started with your company. That's infinity-2.com or call 516-591-0270. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Forum with Seema Vassa. To talk to Seema or her guest this week, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's one 472 5790 You may also send an email to info at infinity-2.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to the forum. I'm Sima Vasa, your host, and I'm interviewing Karen Golden. Kara Golden, CEO and founder of Hint Water. Kara, thanks for being here. And when we left for break, we were just talking about kind of how you organize your day. It sounds like you spend a lot of time internally and externally. You you said that you exercise every morning, um, and by the time you get to the office, you kind of attack the day. I know you also uh, have certain kind of thoughts or or, um, key rules that you live by in general, not necessarily hard and fast, but you talk about surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you and, and kind of letting them just do their thing. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, how did you actually get to that, get to that rule or is that something that you always knew?
2: You know, I find that I really appreciate, and this has always been the case, you know, even when I was growing up and was an athlete, it's just that you always want people on your team that are better than you. So I, I think it's, it's something that is, it takes a lot of confidence, you know, whether it's, you know, having people on your team that are better than you in a sports situation or, or within a work environment. And I think it's, it's something that I encourage my team to, to really look at because, you know, so often if you're a manager, for example, you, you know, think, okay, I've got to hire people that are junior to me versus actually, you know, bringing in a different skill set. But I always think, share with people, especially when you're in a company that, you know, is growing more than, I don't know what the number is, but at least, you know, 20% more per year, that it's very, very unlikely that, you know, you worry about your job, right, right. And, and sort of doing away with, with your job, and instead, you, uh, you know, there's plenty to do in a company that is having that kind of growth. And so I really encourage people to hire people, you know, go out and interview with people like that are really better than you and maybe have more experience than you. So, and again, it takes confidence and it's not something that, you know, very many managers actually like really um, define or encourage, but too often I've heard managers say to me like, oh, they're overqualified or, you know, they have too much experience and, I'm like, that's exactly what you want on your team. I mean, because people who have had, you know, who are more qualified or have more experience will could jump into this role and, you know, won't be, um, they won't be bored because it's a new company, right? And they can add lots of different perspectives to your role that maybe you didn't have.
1: That's great advice. And you can go do
2: something else in the company.
1: That's true. That's true. I, I I love this other one and, and I commend you for it because I think you articulated that early on you had a bit of a fear of public speaking and you kind of took that on and, and you, you kind of focus on doing one thing that scares you. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that, especially public speaking? Because I think many, many people, specifically women, are just petrified of public speaking. And it's such... An important skill in the business world. How did you actually tackle that fear? Yeah, so, you know, I think it, it's sort of
2: ironic when I tell people, even, you know, when I really, really feared it, that I was afraid of it. And it's, uh, and I basically decided a couple of years ago that I was just going to tackle it and, and really, you know, basically tackle it just like I would um, any. You know athletic problem? inability that I right. really really wanted to to do and so and so for me, it was just about getting out there, and I quickly realized that the aspect that I didn't like most and and i I couldn't define this a couple of years ago, but i I kept asking myself like as I was preparing to go out and speak, and I'd start with small events and you know and then they got larger and larger, but I basically felt like. It was a situation where I, uh, you know, really didn't like the um, The PowerPoint aspect of any uh, of of any um, you know talk that I was doing. And so today, I mean, I really speak when I don't have the I don't like slides. And so I figured out the aspect. Now I can do a presentation with slides, but I but I find that storytelling is really the most important aspect of it that is you know the, the part that people really want to see and enjoy.
1: And they connect to. and I think many times people do I mean you it's actually amazing because a lot of people who speak or fear speaking hide behind the PowerPoint slides and don't necessarily connect with the audience and tell a story. So it's it's, it's exactly it's back, right So it's kind of cool that you worked it the other way, which um, is quite amazing and and I think exactly. that one the other thing that you mentioned was taking risks and but being realistic about the risk, like have a buffer don't don't go crazy without not having any net. Uh, do you challenge yourself on a daily basis or or how do you how do you think about risk?
2: I absolutely challenge myself. I mean I think that you know I'm constantly looking for new challenges, whether it's new types of distribution or just constantly learning about things. I mean, it was very exciting when I decided to tackle the sunscreen market because I basically, like, you know, just like the beverage industry, didn't know anything about the sunscreen market. And then I took on the uh, sunscreen market and really found that it was just like the, the old days of Hint Water where I had to figure out, like, how do I actually produce a product that, you know, is good for me but is, is uh, you know, different enough from the rest of the stuff out there. And, and so I had to learn about the industry. I had to learn about what brands were. I had to learn about sort of what was wrong with lots of the brands. And so, yeah, so absolutely.
1: I mean, I'm constantly doing that. That's great. And do you continue? Do you push your team to do that as well?
2: A hundred percent. And, and yeah. that's another thing, I think, in just sort of growing the business. I mean, I always tell my team that, look, if you've been doing this job for a while and you feel like you're doing... A really great job at doing this job that try and figure out ways to actually, you know, grow yourself by potentially working your way out of a job and figuring out what else you could be doing around this company. Because if you're not bored with your job today, then, you know, you might be bored in six months, you might be bored in a year, and in the meantime, start to figure out how do I grow myself and what are the things to do around this company that I could really add value doing.
1: That's great advice. Kara, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, I know our listeners are going to get such a treat by listening to this interview. If people want to get Hint water, any advice in terms of where they should look for Hint? I know it's sold nationally yeah, across absolutely. many chains. Go ahead. Sorry. Absolutely. We're in stores
2: nationally, but we're also online at drinkhint.com, both the sunscreen as well as the water. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we're in many stores across the country, but it's... Uh, they're over As I mentioned at the break, over 40% of our business is now online right now because many people are finding it's so much easier just to order it online and have it delivered direct to your door.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Well, that was Kara Golden. What a treat we had today listening to her story from entrepreneur to a multi million dollar business. We thank you for listening today. If you want to continue the conversation, follow me on Twitter, SIMA VASA, S I M A V A S A. You can find me on Facebook as well as LinkedIn. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.
0: We are so glad you've joined us for the forum please tune in again next tuesday at 1 p.m pacific time and 4 p.m eastern time with your host seema vasa on the voice america business channel until we talk again have a good week